At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are live, WindDailySports.com. This is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.link. Find all the ways to download the Sharp app, whether that is the Google Play Store or Apple App Store. Also, one-week free trial, wds.one slash liveweek, and you can get a one-week free trial to WindDaily Sports. That, of course, link always in the description below. Stoby, good to What's talk up? to you, my friend. Uh, we got a little you targets too. and touches here. Uh, so we we have a nice, uh, I think, week nine slate that we can go over for this week. I, I want to forget about week eight. There are so many things about week eight, even though <laughs> I, it was more betting than anything. Uh, but DFS, yeah. we actually had a very, very strong uh, very number eight play. here at Win Daily Sports. I think more it's me. I want to forget about my darn bets because uh, betting wise in week eight wasn't great. But what are we taking from week eight into week nine? We'll we'll start there. Obviously. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Derrick Henry uh, injury too much because they're not on the main slate. I do yeah. think the one thing I want to start out with when it comes to running backs, though, Michael Carter, is he legit? Now, this guy that has a, a solid floor each week as the guy who's going to get these carries for the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've always thought it was going to take a little bit of time for Michael Carter to kind of roll into it. I, uh it was just it was just a matter of time with the Jets. He really he is he is a legitimate player. He's not like he's not going to be superstar level, but week in and week out, now that they seem to have finally given the reins over to him, he's he's a consistent play. I have I have no concerns with rolling him out there as long as he can kind of fit in your lineup. Yeah, I Michael Carter is one I season long leagues. Uh, I think, yeah, he's one you probably can start maybe playing in your flex spots, playing mm -hmm. as your RB two. I think yeah. he's certainly capable of doing that. So I, I like a lot of Michael Carter. What is happening with Aaron Jones though? He had a double digit targets for the first time this year. Is that a sign of things to come or is that this still is going, I guess, by game script, obviously a lot of wide receivers out. Like that, mm. it's one thing to see his targets go up to double digits, which is phenomenal. But it's AG Dillon's still involved in the run game, and not every wide receiver for the Packers is going to be out like they were last week. Yeah, that was that was more of a product because actually we did we did the show and we talked specifically about about what they did against Atlanta last season uh, when when Sia came on and we kind of talked about this game, uh, and that it pretty much went to script because they don't have. Uh, 
Jamal Williams there anymore to to kind of split that passing down work. So I was expecting double digit targets in the passing game. Now, once Devontae is back, which is probably Sunday, I don't yeah. I don't really expect that to continue. I, I think it's you know four, five, six targets, and then it'll be anywhere between his 12 to 15 uh carries per week. And that's usually how LaFleur likes to keep it. I don't think AJ Dillon is going to, you know, take over for him and take the lion's share of the work. They just like to limit his reps to keep him fresh throughout the season. And they may choose to lean on him a little bit later on in the year when it calls for it. Yeah. Any other running backs as uh, we look at the slate for this Sunday, the DFS slate for this Sunday, any other running backs kind of notable to you in their usage and ones that you're going to be using uh, for this uh, Sunday? I am going after what happened with Minnesota the other day where they did not use Dalvin Cook nearly as much as they should have. And the fact that they're going against Baltimore and, you know, I've been targeting pass catching running backs against the Ravens all season. I'm really interested in Dalvin Cook at that price range. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really fantastic spots. I mean, who else does New Orleans have but Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram coming up here on Sunday now with all the quarterback issues? they might combine for 45 carries on Sunday. And I would not be shocked at all. This might be a very defensive-minded team for the rest of the season. Um, kind of like when you know a, a Taysom Hill would, was playing those three or four games last year, and it was a lot of it was a lot of read option, it was a lot of running plays, and they leaned on that defense. So uh I think we're going to see a ton, probably the highest usage for Alvin Kamara of the season on Sunday while they get everything figured out. Yeah, and what what's going to be really interesting to figure out because they're going up against the rush defense that you can definitely run on, uh, it's the Eagles. It is Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. Kenneth Gainwell, we all thought, including myself, thought that he was going to take the majority of not only the carries, Boston but the targets. Scott. Nothing. Boston Scott's back. I don't even think Boston Scott's better than Kenneth Gainwell, but they went with Scott, and they went with Jordan Howard, a throwback to the Doug Peterson era yeah, of uh, Philadelphia Eagles football. It's it's nuts. I don't uh, get it. How, how? I guess how did you see that usage, uh, how they used Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, and how are you going to play that for this week against the Chargers? Because you can run the ball. I'm leaning... I'm not going, and I even picked up Boston Scott. So this is going to sound a, a little bit hypocritical for me because I picked up Boston Boston Scott for my season long. Mm -hmm. But I think it might be Jordan Howard is the one because with the Chargers, it's you can get in between the tackles. Yeah, Boston Scott doesn't do that very often. So if the Eagles do stick to a running game like they did against the uh, against uh, the the Lions, I think Jordan Howard's the one that's going to be getting those inside carries. He's going to be getting the goal line carries now. Of course. Jalen Hurts, it's thought that he can take away, you know, vulture touchdowns because of his running ability. That just hasn't really happened, at least to me. I haven't really seen that too much this year because even Kenneth Gainwell was getting some red zone carries and was getting some touchdowns. So I honestly think Jordan Howard's the one. Look, the ceiling to me is like 50 yards and a touchdown or two. That's yeah, about it. Yeah. But that's with with the way he's likely going to be priced. That's uh, That's the one I would probably like out of the backfield instead of Boston Scott. I know Boston Scott can get the targets, but I just don't know if they're going to play that kind of offense in this game. You know, I just, that of course comes down to what the hell does Nick Sirianni do? Uh, but I think it's a Howard game for me. 
to be honest. Uh, yeah, it's gross, but of the three, that makes that makes the most sense because Gainwell was primed for an opportunity to lead that backfield, and they opted to not do it. So I don't know. I would rather go anywhere else but Sirianni and the Eagles offense when it comes to the run game at this point. They have just they've screwed up so many times this season, and, and I don't know what they're trying to do. So I'll just opt to take a different route. I'll maybe go with a worse matchup, but a better situation. Actually, uh, Tone Tone mentioned it right there. I'd rather go after somebody like a Damian Harris, yeah, and uh, over over anybody on that Eagles team on Sunday. Well, I, I the running back one in this game is Austin Eckler, especially against the Eagles defense. The linebackers played mm-hmm. better. Uh, they they did switch some things up. Eric Wilson, he didn't. I don't even think he was active. Uh, for the game, and Alex Singleton wasn't playing. It was a lot of T.J. Edwards, and he was looking very good, and a lot of Sean Bradley, Davion Taylor. Uh, yep. So they were looking better. Uh, those guys were better in coverage, but I still think yep. a guy like Austin Eckler is just going to outclass them uh, in every single way. So I like Austin Eckler in this game. Yep. The run defense for the Eagles still isn't very good. I don't think in Detroit, I'm I'm taking every single bit of that game with a grain of salt. So I still like running good running attacks against the Eagles defense. And I think Austin Eckler, uh, certainly that. So let's move on to uh, some wide receivers here for this Sunday slate. Uh, Just taking a look at the projection. Now it was updated, but of course things can definitely change as we get uh, into the week here, especially later on in the week. Again, I think I'm mostly sticking with some chargers here and especially Mike Williams. He's going to get probably the better of the two matchups, not getting a lot of Darius Slay and instead getting Steven Nelson. Now, I think this is a pretty big one for uh, Mike Williams. I, again, the Eagles played well against the Detroit, but it's the Lions. Uh, I think Mike Williams can attack, especially Steven Nelson here in this game. I, I think that's really fair, and his price is back down to a very reasonable point. So Love it. I, it, I think we might be able to get some depressed ownership from that because, you know, it's a what have you done from, uh, for us lately type of league and people are going to forget, especially in DFS, just how good this guy is and how good he's been playing. And Herbert has not been playing the best quarterback over the last, you know, he's had some off weeks, three of the last four weeks. He's looked, eh. And so this would be a perfect, perfect prime opportunity to target Mike Williams for a ceiling game. Yeah, it would be. Uh, what wide receivers for you? Which ones, uh, just with their target share and with the matchup they're getting this week, uh, which ones kind of popping out to you? I mean, D Hop at seven K is just seems silly. Yeah, uh, it does. It does. That yeah, that 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 even one if right Kyler Murray is out, right? Because I know that's he's questionable. Could maybe yeah. not play. Uh, so even I'm with you. Even if Kyler Murray is out, I would still like. I would still like DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they've they've kind of priced him down to the point where they're expecting expecting him to not play. But it, like I said, it's it's Tuesday. A lot of things change. A lot of things are 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 fluid early on. We're just kind of getting that real that real early look at everything. And then like, is do we know if uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to be back or not, or if he's that be he he should be? Uh, I know he's still questionable, but I'm. I'm assuming he should be back. That, of course, can change. We don't know. He was supposed to be back last week, but I'm assuming if he was close last week, we should see him play this week. 
if that if that's the case, somebody like Brandon Cooks at Love six yeah. one is a is an amazing spot, especially no, against honestly, Miami. I, yeah. Is that is that a game where I, I know uh, Sticks loved Nico Collins? Mm-hmm. Is this one maybe where now Nico Collins is back in play? Because look, there's a huge difference between Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is actually able to put up points. Davis Mills was basically getting them single digit points each and every yeah. week. Like this offense completely changes and they have a really favorable matchup. So to me, it's not just Brandon Cooks. I think maybe a guy like even Nico Collins now uh, can get a little bit involved. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what the early total is on that game because I kind there's a lot of offensive weapons on both of those if the Texans played like they did in the first couple of weeks with Tyrod on the field. That might be a little sneaky shootout game right there. Just there's no defense on either one of those teams. Exactly, yes. No defense at all. Yep. And that's why I, I kind of like... Uh, I do like Houston getting the points in that one. But uh, another really interesting one, because running back for Houston, uh, Mark Ingram was traded, and they're they're kind of thin. Rex Burkhead uh, got a lot of targets. He had four targets, three receptions, 27 yards on those. Also four carries, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I'm not saying that like Rex Burkhead is the guy in this backfield now. I will say this, though. Um, if Tyrod Taylor is back, I kind of do like Rex Burkhead to get some targets in this one. Because uh, like, just the passing offense in general takes mm-hmm. a jump. And Miami stinks. Miami's a really bad defense. Uh, yeah. So I would like in a game where I think it could potentially be a shootout to maybe go a little bit sneaky here and get some some of those pass catchers for uh, Houston. I just think, I don't know if I'm going to take Rex Burkhead. Uh, it's something I want to look into more. But I do want to note that he did as we were kind of keeping our eyes on that Houston backfield because of Mark Ingram going away, it did seem like Rex Burkhead was the one that benefited the most, especially he was involved in the passing game like always, but also getting that touchdown rushing as mm-hmm. well. And that's this. I'll actually watch. I'll watch last week's game uh, for, for both uh, for Houston and see if there's something that I notice. And I'll, I'll, I'll put a little blurb about it in my, uh, in my, in my running back article later this week, if I see something that we can attack. Yeah. Um, last thing I do want to mention when uh, it comes to pass catchers, uh, I Dalton Schultz, I know he's playing Denver, but Dalton Schultz still had seven targets against Minnesota. Uh, only two of those catches. But what, what that's telling me, it's probably it's the Cooper rush thing like that. We, yeah. Cooper rush is just not Dak Prescott, but still Dalton Schultz is commanding targets. The only thing is watch for Michael Gallup. He could potentially come back in this game, uh, but still, I, I just I was impressed again. Seven targets for Dalton Schultz yes. uh, in the game. And I, I, I think Denver's defense is good. But it's not one like it's it's I'm not going to worry about it, especially because Dallas is home and Dallas's offense is so good. They're a nine and a half point favorite for a reason in this one. And the totals at four nine and a half for a reason. It's mostly because of Dallas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've been on Schultz since the preseason. I love that guy. Yeah, I know everybody was everybody was having the Jarwin. Is it Jarwin? Is it Schultz conversation? But I always thought it's it was going to be Schultz. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's definitely Schultz. I, I have I have no qualms about that. And I was really hoping Pittsburgh. I, I was looking at the slate. I noticed Pittsburgh wasn't on it. I, I love me some Pat Fryermuth. If, if, yeah, if, I as, love as, it. As, it's a good one. And that's somebody that like uh, just put it in your back pocket for next year or in your best ball drafts in the offseason. Get yep. Pat Fryermuth early and often wherever you can because he is going to full on break out next season. It is yeah. just gonna happen. Um, uh, I will say I don't good. like any any anything Pittsburgh this week. I'm not gonna lie. Um I, I truly think that's going to be a little bit of a low-scoring game again against Chicago, and I actually think Chicago wins that. Uh, not wins. I could win, win that game, but I do like them against the spread. Uh, I'm not really into too much 
uh, some of those Pittsburgh pass catching targets. All right, that'll wrap, that'll wrap things up here. For actually more on that, go to winddailysports.com. Check out the inside look. Uh, there, Jared looks at everything that happened in week. It kind of looks under the hood. Yes, Stoby, what do you got? I like your, I like your mic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Make me sound. It makes me sound good. Professional. Uh, we are a professional podcast here. WindailySports.com. Sharp.link is where you can go to download the Sharp app. They sponsor everything here. Google Play Store, Apple App Store. Also, uh, you can go to WDS.1 slash Live Week, and that'll take you to the one-week free trial. Link for that is in the description below. Yeah, thank you, Tone. Uh, Debo yeah. is in another zone. Debo's very good. Yeah. Uh, but also, thank you, guys. I know it kept this one very short. Uh, but with both NBA and NFL, we got to squeeze these these ones in. So I thought we got some good information in there as well. And Sina Jai, oh, yeah. make sure tune in tonight, 8 o'clock. Uh, they have uh, another guest, PGA Touts, going to be there as well, along with Spencer, along with Joel, and along with Sia. So going to be a really good PGA show. That's going to be tonight at 8 o'clock here at WindDailySports.com. That is it for us. Be sure to tune in tonight at 8 right here, WindDailySports.com. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.